Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What the fuck is up? Well, I hate to say I told you so, (laughs) but I fucking told you so. Uh, Yeah, that went well. Yeah. The Atlanta Braves are your 2021 World Series champions after absolutely dismantling the Astros last night. And uh, the Dodgers, by the way. I mean, neither one of those teams and either one of those series really had a shot. So, yeah, we'll get into that. We might as well start with that uh, since this is the end of the Braves' <laughs> successful playoff run. Uh, I'm going to open this champagne that we had laying around the office while I asked oh, this yeah. question. Uh, got you a glass if you'd like some. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll drink uh, to that. Um, Thoughts on the playoff run in general. Um, going in, I don't. Re- I, I know you rewatched the uh, preview show for the like whole, not the whole, whole year. I just watched the end, uh, and we went through all of this stuff. We so uh, both you, myself, and Ben Verlander picked uh, uh, the Braves Astros World Series. Mm. I'd almost forgotten about that <clears throat> because of the the hope I lost in the middle of the season when the Braves basically lost everyone. Oh yeah. I mean, it got, it got weird there for a while. So, <clears throat> but yeah, we all picked them. Uh, ben and I, thank you. Ben and I both picked the Braves to win. Uh, now this was with the understanding that they had one of the best players in the game. One of the top three players of the game, probably Ronald Acuna. Mm-hmm. He, he was gone for the, the last the, three months. Uh, leading candidate for NL MVP before he went out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we, we assumed that Soroka would be back at some point. That was a huge assumption at the beginning yeah. of the year. Like, Soroka was supposed to be back. Yeah. And it's, that was, um, we're, you were looking at uh, a starting rotation. We didn't know if it would be Bryce Wilson or Ian Anderson uh, in, in that rotation as well, along with those guys. <clears throat> but the rotation would have been Max Free, Charlie Morton. Uh, Ian, I, I guess the way things played out, Ian Anderson was better. Uh, throughout the year and would have been, had that starting job and Mike Soroka. And honestly, the, even the Brewers pitching staff couldn't match that amount of starting pitching. You know what I mean? Because they had some pretty good starting pitchers. They had some really good bullpen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then you add an offense, which you know people predicted like, hey, this is looking pretty good for these guys. And it turned out that it was. I mean, you had the the entire infield all four infielders had 28 or more home runs mm-hmm. right uh, uh you had these great deals at the break that probably wouldn't have happened without acuna going out not all of them i think they still would have tried to replace azuna yeah so in the interviews i there probably would have come over yeah uh he was the last of the four the kansas city was not interested in selling him and the assistant gm i forget his name but very much like to kiss his penis mm-hmm. um was like hey uh you should call dayton moore one more time and just see if he changed his mind on solaire and anthopolis called back like literally right before the deadline i mean like minutes before the deadline and uh they banged something out well whatever happened happened um <clears throat> it's hard to say like it's uh, it, it, right now it's easy to predict like hey they had this success under these conditions so now they've got these other guys coming back. We should expect even more next year, but that's not really how it works, right? I mean, teams pivot during the season. They get good breaks and bad breaks, and they pivot. And, and uh, I think there's something 
there's something to be said for getting performances out of people that you wouldn't have otherwise because somebody's out of the lineup or out of the rotation. Mm -hmm. There's probably some degree of that. Like you should see some regression uh, to the mean from some of these players. Dansby Swanson probably isn't a 28 home run hitter. He's probably more like an 18 to 22 home run. Yeah, I I think it's a disappointing season for him at this point in his career if he doesn't hit 20 home runs, unless he does other other things. uh, But yeah, um, the thing though with that is, uh, obviously you can't expect to just like go repeat or even repeat as NL champs. Um, no, the last time in uh, uh, a fucking National League team repeated in the World Series was the Big Red Machine in the 70s. Right. And it's only really happened with the Yankees mm-hmm. and the American League for a long time. Yeah. It's been a while since I mean, anybody else has done it. Yeah, the Giants going every other year yeah. for five years, but uh, six years or whatever. But yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, but I mean, minimum though, I think it's, fair to say like we should expect to win the division again as a regular season team like the playoffs are the playoffs but as a regular season yeah. team i don't like i it, mean there's a lot of time between now and march yeah now and april a lot of deals to be done the braves still have to sign freddie freeman which i think they will i mean i don't, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't stay it'd there. be insane that would be very bizarre um <clears throat> They still need to figure out which of these new outfielders they've acquired that they want to extend on. I think Rosario and 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 uh, Soler and Duvall are probably in the lead over Peterson at this point. Man, so that's one thing that's interesting is um, Peterson was the biggest like clubhouse guy of the four, right. right? Like he was the guy that basically got the clubhouse like loose again mm-hmm. and is is a huge <laughs> presence uh, there. And so it's like I mean, like I don't. It's like trying to. It's like picking your favorite kid in a way like i don't know who i would want to not be there yeah i mean look there's no bad option out of any of those guys really if you think about it from from that perspective um duvall is kind of a knucklehead like all the stuff you get from him man his base running errors feel like a year ago yeah it does feel like a year ago but i never forget (laughs) the north remembers motherfucker so i i i don't think i'll forgive him for that uh jock also uh he the other guys provide a lot more substance, right? Like you're going to get more out of Rosario and Soler than you will out of either one of those other two guys. So if it's me, I'm prioritizing them. Um, I would, I would, I would agree with those two being the priorities and that's not, that's really not recency bias. And because a lot of people would say, well, Oh yeah, of course you're going to pick like the NLCS MVP and the world series MVP. Right. But, but, but Rosario had some injury issues and a down year, uh, here and there, but he's a fucking legit 30-plus home run guy, and you saw what happens when he gets hot. I mean, yeah. he's hit 30 home runs a number of times in his career. He's not a young buck. He's like 31 years old. Right. He's got a lot of experience under his belt, and now he's got a lot of success in the postseason under his belt, and past performance isn't always a predictor of future success, but there is something about the pressure in postseason where if you're a good hitter in the postseason, typically you are good hitter in every postseason there may be some aberrations from time to time but you see guys like Derek Jeter despite having a Hall of Fame career even stepped it up a little bit his rate stats his fucking everything rate everything was a little bit higher in the postseason because of whatever whatever it is psychologically that makes somebody lock in a little more and play a little bit better uh and some people have that and some people don't Kershaw clearly doesn't, right? Right. Or maybe he's got too much of it and he can't control it. Maybe that's what it is. Well, I mean, you know? you, I don't know what the psychological aspect is, but it's essentially like interesting that 
um, the one year he had a great postseason was the short year. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of it might be physical too. Could be, yeah. I mean, because he's Absolutely. injury prone as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He. I mean, he missed this year, uh, even despite having a shortened season last year. So <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that goes into all that. But I Rosario has been around for a while, and now that he's had postseason success. Now that Solaire's had that amount of postseason success, I don't think you can fucking get rid of those guys. No. You have to do what you can to keep them. And one thing I like about Rosario and, and, and Solaire to a little bit of a lesser extent, but Rosario in particular, is that um, he's a fucking fearless hitter. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about taking two strikes right down the middle and then still seems to... I, I, I don't know what his numbers are uh, hitting with two strikes, but he doesn't let the pitcher back him into a corner. No. He feels comfortable in any count. He basically. doesn't care who the pitcher is. Yeah, that's that's true as well. Yeah, but he's also comfortable in any count. And they, there aren't huge there isn't really any huge hole in his swing anywhere. Like Austin Riley, if you bury a fucking uh curveball or slider low and it starts in the strike zone, you're probably gonna get him to strike out, to yeah. be honest. Um, you can bait you can bait Austin Riley. Yeah, for sure. I don't see anybody baiting, even lefties, I don't see baiting Rosario. So he's, he's a fucking really good baseball player. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the numbers bear out over like a long term, like over a full season that Rosario is probably better against righties and lefties or something weird like that, or something normal like that, I should say. But like when, you, when I watched him in the postseason, like he just attacked. Like he was a fucking attack dog. Yeah. Like he, and that's, so an analytically minded baseball fan i mean i read fan graphs every day but let's say like a fan graphs writer uh would probably ideally you know if you, like had, you would choose max muncie yes, over was, rosario any day of the week yes i know where you're going with that 100 yep. percent. but that there's, there's you need it that doesn't always work out like that you need you know that I mean? fuck you in your lineup yeah. too like you yeah. can't you need a, a fuck you guy yeah and uh, Solaire is that to a lesser extent. I don't know if Solaire just seems more stoic to me because he's so giant and fucking. <laughs> but he is stoic. I mean, he's he's completely emotionless, even when there's a bad call against him. Until he succeeds, like you don't even see him get angry and defeat. But no. when he when he wins, he's like, "Fuck you!" Like I got you. And he won about as hard as you could last night. He, on that I run. I haven't seen people swing that hard and make consistent contact like that since Vlad Guerrero. Now, he's nowhere close to Vlad's level of talent. Vlad's hand-eye coordination is inhuman. I mean, it's, right. I've never seen anything like that in my life. But the regularity with which this motherfucker swings that hard and makes solid contact is incredible. Like, he swings his fucking ass. It reminds me of uh, Dan Ugla. Remember him? Yeah. Dan Ugla was a small guy, though, and he used to say it like, I've... I'm small, so I got to swing my ass off to do this. Yeah. And he had a couple of 30 home run seasons, but as soon as his bat speed was a little lower in, or in his, yeah, he, he started fell off a little a older, he was done. Yeah. Right. So Lair is a fucking giant mountain of a man. Yeah. That's still, I mean, he's still relatively young. Was he 27 or something like that? Uh, he's around 30, but I think he's under it. But yeah. He's, he's, he doesn't seem to have that problem that he's a lot 29. of those guys with big swings do. No. Like he strikes out a lot. That's all I'm saying. What I'm saying is, he doesn't necessarily have to swing that hard to hit home runs. He's 6'5 and 240, but he swings his ass off and with great regularity makes solid contact. I think Josh Donaldson is another example of that. He's not a huge guy or anything, but he's led, I think, on three separate occasions in his career in both the American and that year for the Braves, led the league in uh, exit velo. Yeah. Like average exit velo yeah. was like 95. 
his well, average. Yeah. So including the pop-ups and the ground balls and <laughs> right. shit, like, or the soft ground balls, his average was 95. That's wild. Yeah. So t- let's talk about this game a little bit last night. Yeah. We were texting the whole time. Um, first inning, looks like it's going to be a fucking nightmare. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it, lo- it just looked like, because in his uh, last two starts... Freed had been nickeled and dimed quite a bit. Yeah, so like his, you, you his, talked about that. His the average exit velo was pretty low, right? Yes, he he they he wasn't letting up good contact, and it was what we were complaining about at game two because we were at his start. Yeah, where it's like fuck, dude, they just keep beating the shift. Like I mean, it's a, they're just hitting ground balls yeah. to the other side, which is a strategy, by the way. As a matter of fact, the game uh, what was it, game four that the Dodgers won? That's mm-hmm. how they won. Right, they just decided to go the other way, and maybe if they had the discipline to do it for all the other games, they would have won. But that's not, they're a take and rake team. They're not a punch and Judy fucking bullshit right. team. They just don't do that. Well, and part of that too, though, is uh, I don't remember the Astros as well because it's harder for me to keep track of the uh, counts and stuff when I'm in the stadium as mm. opposed to watching on TV. But I know <laughs> uh, we were, when we were complaining about it with the Dodgers, and I have to assume the Astros are the same way because they're also an elite lineup, uh, it was essentially them usually doing it with two strikes. So it's just, it, it, they weren't going up there looking to hit the ball the other way. Right. It was just they got <laughs> into that scenario. And shortened up their swing like you probably fucking should most of the time. The humble approach. Right. Um, but so first inning, uh, <laughs> Freed immediately gets nickel and dimed. Yeah. On a ground ball <laughs> into the hole from Altuve. Yeah. Um, that Dansby gets to but can't throw him out because it's Altuve. Second, but that, and that's fine. That's annoying. And you're like, fuck, but that's fine. Yeah. The second play with Brantley and the weird situation where Freed starts running to first and he, to cover because the ground ball goes to Freddie. Yeah. He's not looking at Freddie because Freddie wants to underhand it to him. Right. Well, he wanted to give it to him in transit instead of having him, instead of right. having to lead him to the back. Right. Like, hey, we're right here, bud. Just take it. Fre- um, did you hear Freed's explanation for that? No, what did he say? So he said that that play got fucked up because he thought Freddie was g- trying to turn two. So mm. he didn't think... Well, that- Freddie did kind of look in that direction like he was going to do it. Then he turned his body back around and tried to flip yeah. it. So. I get it. That makes sense, I guess. But yeah. it is what it is. I mean, you practice that play a lot. It doesn't always go right. And you, the, the worst case scenario is that the pitcher fucking gets stepped on or plowed into, and he got stepped on. Luckily, uh, Max was already kind of reaching back to, to, uh, to stretch, yeah. right, to reach out for the ball if it had been a double play. So his leg was already bent that way, and I don't think it really hurt him that badly. No. Honest. I mean, Brantley's a big dude. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, he, didn't, he also didn't catch any of the cleat. Like, it was the flat part of the shoe. That yeah, got... yeah. It was the flat part of the shoe. It didn't catch a cleat, although Brantley was wearing rubber cleats. Anyways, yeah. like, the, the hard rubber still kind of sucks, but it's not metal. Right. The other thing is he was out. He was fucking out. Did he, you guys watch the fucking didn't, play? Didn't touch the base. He never touched the bag. And uh, Freddie, or I'm sorry, Max, not only did his fucking heel go back into the bag after it got stepped on, but he swiped his glove hand across the bag with the ball right. in it. So here's the question. I don't though. know why they didn't replay that because Snicker was just doing like this, like, keep it going. I don't know why they didn't replay that. Yeah, we were both freaking out at, at Snitker on that. Although part of it is, I don't know that Snitker saw. So part of me was like, that's probably on someone else. What's the booth, right? They to don't... call and be yeah. like, hey, 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 like review that right fucking now. Yeah. Because I don't, it didn't seem like the dugout had a good view of it because no, no one was reacting like Brantley didn't step on the bag, yeah. right? Like it's not like Freddie and Max were like, well, actually Max was, but even Freddie who was right there wasn't like, go, go come on, like review that yeah. shit. <clears throat> so I don't think anyone saw it. 
Maybe not, but he was definitely out. Yes. But who cares? Because he did what uh, uh, you expect out of Max Fried, which is just lock motherfuckers down after that. So I said to you before the game, or when, before we left the office, I was like, you know, I'm because Dan was talking shit, being like, dude, I, I don't know if I could bet the Braves. Fried sucks. I got to put that over. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he threw one of the best closing games in the World Series of all yeah, they time. Compared him to Glavin. That yeah. was sick. That was. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm glad Smoltz was there to defend Glavin because Glavin <laughs> threw th- that eight innings of shutout baseball in a one run game against an even better lineup. Is against one of the probably the the maybe the best World Series offensive lineup of all time, except for maybe the Murderers Row Yankees. To be let's be yeah, real, they right. had fucking. Bayerga is prime. Kenny Lofton, Carlos Bayerga, Manny Ramirez, Albert Bell, Albert Bell, Jim Tomey, Jim Tomey. Like, oh, that, and a, and a uh, d- in decline but still dangerous Eddie Murray. Yeah, Eddie Murray was on that team, and he he hit like fucking twenty nine home runs that year. I yeah. Think. So you know that's why that honestly in the modern era is probably the best offensive lineup that's ever. Been I think in the World Manny Series. was hitting like seventh for them or yeah. something crazy. Yeah, he like, was. He hit sixth and seventh that year. Uh, it was like his sophomore year, I think. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Anyways, Glavin, eight innings, shut out. Fucking, I think he had like he didn't know hitter through six too. I think walks or yeah. something like that. Uh, one run game through the entire way. He didn't have a seven run cushion. Not that uh, uh, Freed had that the whole time, but he had five by the fifth. That's a lot. Or six by the fifth. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of runs. Yeah, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> so not really, in my opinion, comparable. Although the Astros are a pretty good fucking hitting team, I mean the Astros are are an elite line. I mean, probably want I would, you would think out of the hundred and seventeen World Series that have been played, that that's probably a top fifteen lineup that's right. ever been in there. Probably, yeah. Which is funny because the Braves with a uh, unproven bullpen and a decimated starting rotation did what the 90s Braves just weren't capable of doing, which is shut down a very hot-hitting baseball team. I, they, I didn't shut them down. They strangled them to death. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, if you look at the scores from these games, this is not what I expected at all. What I expected to happen was game five, right? I expected, an, I expected nine to five games. What I didn't expect is six to, I mean, look, the Braves scored some runs. Uh, uh, Well, so I expected the Braves to score because the Astros were missing McCullers, and as their rotate, they had a nice, they had a, they were kind of the inverse of the Brewers, where they had a one elite unit and then a a unit that complemented it by doing just enough, which is what their starting rotation was. The Brewers scored six runs in five games, four games, four games. I'm sorry. Uh, The Dodgers had a little bit more success, although. uh, Trey Turner didn't do a goddamn thing in that series. Yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts was good, but he had, had a lot of fucking singles and doubles. You and know then what I mean? there was like, and I know Chris Taylor gets a lot of love for what he did, but that was really confined to like two games. Yeah, yeah, most of his work came on two swings, really. Well, three swings, I right? Um, but yeah, I, I was. I mean, the Braves pitching staff was impressive. Anyways, back to this game specifically. So there's men on first and second with Freed, nobody out. Yep, and. He just nuts up. Yeah, he much. Just, I mean, he got a one of those strike calls was bullshit. Yes, <laughs> I mean it was like probably six inches low. Uh, whatever. I mean, <clears throat> you know, the Braves. I, I haven't seen any statistics on this, uh, like for historical comparison. 
but the Braves had nine. Can say I don't. I, I don't even know about this game last night because I haven't looked. Uh, we were. We were. We had the advantage last okay. night on the so scorecard. The Braves. There. There is this uh, an organization that ranks the umpire scorecard, and uh, it'll award. It'll tell you how many runs the other team got because of bad calls, basically. Yeah, you got, whichever team. It's a Twitter account. Umps. Just look up ump scorecard on Twitter. Yeah. You'll find it. <clears throat> it's really good. And the Braves had nine consecutive games where they gave up some runs. Now, usually it was somewhere in the point three to point less five than range. one, and it usually is less than yeah, one. Yeah, it usually is less than one. There was one game, a game they, uh, the game we were at actually, where it was one point four or something, something like that. Something crazy, yeah. yeah. Not that that would have mattered in the at the end of the game, but you got to think about momentum and how, like, what point during the game would that run have been scored, and then what that looked like, and how you use your bullpen after, right? Right. So. It's um, he Freed came in and got a good call finally. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, most of the pitches he made were fucking strikes. He was I mean, he was dealing. He, he was dotting everything. Yeah. Like he was he he. And what's interesting too, and Smoltz was talking about it by the way in the first inning. Um, prior to, even though he did get nickel nickel and dimed again on exit velo, mm. prior to getting <laughs> stepped on, control wasn't good. No, it's maybe it locked him up a little bit. It's hard to say, right? Yeah. Um, but he struck out. Uh, Alvarez didn't do shit in this series, by the way. Not a, not a fucking Well, I mean, thing. none of them did. No, nobody really did. Alvarez and Altuve especially. Well, Altuve hit their only homers, yeah. at least. He had two home <clears throat> runs. Um, but coming back with two guys on, striking out Correa and Guriel with runners on, big deal. Uh, Getting to the second inning, nothing really happens. Two, it, it, that was a quick inning yeah. for both teams. Yeah. Like, very few pitches thrown. And I'm starting to think, all right, here we go. We're going to get locked into one of these again. And to be honest, I'm fine with that because Advantage Atlanta, because they have a deeper pitching staff. Even yeah. though I don't fully trust Mentor and I don't trust Lou Jackson at all, they have had some success, so I feel okay about that situation. I was easing into it yeah. to the point. Yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, but th- we had the best reliever in the series yeah Matzik was great yeah. yeah and to be fair Maton for houston dirty very good he yeah. might be a closer next year yeah to be honest he is he was fucking lights well, out he doesn't miss his pitch he he nibbles a little bit he's he's kind of like a right-handed glavin in that way he nibbles a little bit but he throw he still throws hard but he doesn't miss in bad locations he misses in the dirt or he misses mm-hmm. like way high and away. He doesn't miss in the middle of the plate ever, or at least he didn't in this series. They had good bullpen arms too. I mean, Presley and Manton, and there was another guy. If you can get to Presley, right? But yeah. they, they never could. They got to Presley once right. in, a, in a situation where it mattered. But anyways, um, <clears throat> now it's the top of the third. The lineup's turning over. And I knew this kid, I mean, the pitcher that they had, what's his name? Uh, Garcia. Yeah. Right, the starter. On, sh- on three days rest. He's okay. I that's, guess that's the thing with all their starters. They're, yeah. they're mid three ERA, right? But he's, but he's the kind of guy, the difference between Garcia and some of the, some of those other guys is, uh, he misses in the middle of the plate when he misses. Yeah. Right. God damn. I mean, like right down the middle. So <clears throat> always gets a hit. Dar- and that was a miss by the way. Like he missed yeah, in the middle of the plate. Right always. down the fucking middle. Uh, even, even Darno, he hit that ball pretty hard. It was off the end of the bat, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Swanson lines out, he hits that fucking ball hard. Uh, Rosario walks. I don't know why they even pitched to him. I know that there's a guy on first base, but there's no rule that says you can't walk the guy. <laughs> right. Just walk him. If, that, if that's your plan to walk him, why waste the pitches? Why? They were very clearly afraid of Rosario, who, by he the way, had a anything hit. anywhere near a strike. No, and he, he was robbed of a double in the first inning. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was actually he hit that ball hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's another guy, uh, Tucker, who fucking they didn't miss George Springer this year. I, that's not something I would have called before the season, right? But the Astros clearly did not suffer because they didn't have George Springer. Well, you know what? I think they missed him in October a little bit. He's a he's a killer. He's, in the he's good in October, but so is Tucker. Yeah, I mean he Tucker. fucking lit it up. Anyway, so there comes up with um, two guys on. And you were, I think you, you, you seem to be getting amped up at this point. Like I was. You, you, you were like, uh, I don't mind having Solaire up with two people on. I'm like, yeah, this is a good situation for them. And because we were kind of like, you know, rooting a little bit for Rosario to get a hit. Yeah, if anything, because sure, yeah. it's Rosario and Albies <laughs> is on first, so it double scores him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I was honestly kind of rooting for the walk because I. I love Jorge Soler. He was my personal favorite acquisition yeah. in, in the year because, like you said, I mean, he, when, he hits, when he hits it, it's fucking yeah. murder. He's exciting to watch. He also seems like he's, he's like the second person in World Series history to have three go-ahead home runs. Right. Uh, you can't, what, what are you going to say about that? I mean, he's like the second person to ever do it. So he comes up and Garcia does what he does, which is miss in the middle of the plate. Well, he got him. I mean, it was a, it was a good at bat. So, like, it, yeah. it, it kind of it almost sucks that the only highlight you see, not that you shouldn't see it because he murdered the ball, but you only see the home run. But he had to <clears throat> battle. Like, that, that at-bat was like nine pitches. Yeah. And he fouled off two right before that. I mean, it was, it was an intense at-bat. He, I know Garcia missed, but Soler earned that miss. For sure, yeah. I mean, he took close pitches, uh, two for balls, for uh, balls uh, two and three. He took a close slider that he didn't want, which actually turned out to be in the exact same location that the cutter he hit out was in. But he didn't want that pitch. He, he looked at it, got close to the same pitch on the next pitch, and fouled it off. It was a slider, but he got out over the plate, and he fouled it off. The next pitch was a four-seam fastball inside. He fought that one off. And then this cutter just got hung, and he, he swung as hard as he fucking could <laughs> and hit it, and then just immediately turned around to the Braves dugout and started beating his chest. Yeah. Like it, it felt different than when Duvall hit that grand slam the other day. It did. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. Because Duvall didn't do that. He just put his head down and run. Yeah. But for some reason, that one was like when it when when Soler hit that home run. I'm like, this game's fucking done. I'll give you two reasons why I think that. Why I think it was different. Well, Max Reed pitching probably helps. Max Reed pitching helped. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Um, the Astros had already blown a chance to score, which they hadn't really yeah. in the game before. And here's the other reason why I think it felt different. Is because I think every fucking Astros fan in that stadium had, it's, a, it's, had a flashback to the yeah. exact same moment. It sucked the air out of that stadium. It like was this. Yeah, it was I, the Albert Pujols home run. Yeah, <clears throat> almost exactly over again. Yeah, and it was uh, man the the tone inside. You could feel the energy in that building shift almost immediately. As a matter of fact, by the fifth inning, when they scored again, you could hear the Braves fans. Chopping. Chopping and doing whatever chants and yeah. bullshit like that. And it was like, what the fuck? This is Houston. I mean, I know Braves fans travel, but this is game six of the World Series. These are not, ex- these are not cheap tickets. Right. Well, and the other thing, too, is so, like, we went to game two, mm-hmm. and there were a ton of Braves fans there. Yeah, there I were was, quite a few, yeah. But that's game two, so that's yeah. like a planned game, right? <clears throat> like, you know game two is going to happen, so it's easy to travel to. Yeah. The fact that there are that many Braves fans there at game six, which they didn't know was happening until, what, two days ago? Yeah. Like, that's pretty fucking wild. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, after he hit that one, I feel like even the Astros felt a little defeated, especially there were two more instances that I really, in the next two innings. So 
in the bottom half of that inning, the Astros get a guy on, right? Maldonado, he rips it. I mean, he hit, yeah. that, he hit that ball really hard. We were laughing about that too, by the yeah, way. Like, like the one solid contact. Yeah, the one solid contact all day is this fucking dude that can't even hit. Um, and then Altuve, fly, he hit the ball pretty hard, fly, flew out to center, but mm-hmm. Maldonado can't advance because he's slow. And then Brantley hits the ball relatively hard, but fucking easy double play. Yep. And then uh, relatively quiet top of the fourth for the Braves. Astros come up in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Correa goes the other way. It was an ugly hit, but it was it looked like a line drive in the box score. Immediately, Jordano Alvarez hits it to a fucking double play. Right. Erases that other base runner. And it, and it started to feel like, damn, we're all fighting for crumbs today, but the Braves have already taken a big bite. So yeah. we're fucking in trouble. And even uh, Smoltz said, uh, after the fifth, so we get into the fifth, uh, fifth Albies walks to lead off. Uh, Great game from him. Moved him down to the seventh spot. and Just he, refocused him. I yeah. mean, it's not a matter of talent for him. It's a matter of focus, in right. my opinion. But yeah. Uh, wild pitch by Javier. He uh, gets to second base. Darno strikes out. He that was a terrible bat by Darno. Yeah, he but, was. He, man, Darno was very and Duvall kind of too. It was either they would have like a really good at bat, yeah, or just looked <clears throat> clueless. Yeah, it just seemed like uh, just a lack of focus, maybe. Or some it, some, pe- some people are mentally strong and some people aren't. Do you think it's lack of focus? Do you think it's and and Riley had this too because I mean when he had a great at bat, he had a great at bat. But there was times it was it like. Sometimes I, I kind of wonder if it's like, you know, they go up there with a plan, and then some people are good at uh, adjusting, adjusting on the fly, it. and other <laughs> people are like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, I mean, if you and if you got both, that probably is one of the characteristics of the great headers, right? Right. Um, yeah, maybe it's that. I don't know. But Swanson comes up, and he's been hot and cold this postseason. He's had a couple really uncharacteristic defensive flubs. Yeah, he made the only two defensive errors for the Braves in this series, right? Except, uh, well, Freed's counted Freed in there. Yeah, but by a position player. Um, <clears throat> he, again, works a 2-2 count off of uh, uh, Javier, and homeboy threw him like a fucking belt-high 94-mile-per-hour <laughs> fastball. Maybe a little in, but not too far. And it was like right down the fucking middle, and he crushed it. Yeah. I mean, that's the pitch that you cannot throw to him. That's the one pitch. Yeah. Because the... All series long, the sliders that start at that location, as a matter of fact, the last two, three pitches before that were that pitch, that slider. Right. Swung and missed twice, kind of fouled the other one off, and then they threw him a fastball in the spot where the slider starts, thinking that was going to get him out. I don't care how many sliders in a row you throw, you're not getting Dansby out on that pitch. No, and that's, hit, that's, the, that's his favorite pitch is the one he hits. This is what drives me crazy when, like, um, People are talking about the Braves today. It's like so improbable. Like they were the worst team in entering the playoffs. Like, okay, by record, certainly. Like yeah. that's, I can't argue that. That's literally true. But like that guy's hitting ninth yeah, yeah. and he has 27 home runs. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's kind of dumb. It's, it's really bizarre the yeah. amount of, and so I, I'm going this rant real quick before you back into it. Pete, that is the narrative taking hold right now. And it's like, oh, it's like the 06 Cardinals and, and sh- shit like that. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. That, a ton that, of people picked the Braves to win the World Series before the season started. Right. For sure. And I mean, well, they, they had some issues, but... But beyond, beyond that, I think it's an unfair narrative about even the 2006 Cardinals because that was the same team that won 100 games two years prior yeah. with the exact same <laughs> roster, pretty much. They just got really unlucky that year in right. terms of injuries and shit. Same thing with the Braves. This, this team, what, won 90, over 90 games the last two years. Yeah. They get fucked about as hard as you can get fucked with injuries, right. still come two games short of 90 wins, and, and we're acting like they're like 
the Mar- the, they're, like, they're one of the only infields in history to have all four guys over 25 home runs. It's how many times did they even happen? Like four or five times ever? Two, no, this is the second one ever. This is the second time ever. I yeah. thought it was, okay, well, that's even better, right. I guess. Plus, you've added uh, two 30 home run guys to your outfield and one former 30 home run guy to your outfield. Right. You know what I mean? And then Jock like Peterson. It, yeah, and then Jock Peterson is a clubhouse guy. And, you, you know, the, the reliever they picked up didn't work out, but everything else pretty much did. He, he gave us a good stretch in the regular season, but yeah, yeah he kind of fucking <clears throat> flamed out. But anyways, yeah, I think that narrative is going to become super annoying. And yeah. it's going to be, we'll see what happens in the offseason and how people reapproach it later well, on. Oh, and, and the other one too with that is, you know, the 80 win team that no one ever talks about being mm-hmm. like, I can't believe they won the World Series. Uh, one of the Yankees teams in the middle of that dynasty won 88 games. Right. <clears throat> Do you, no one knows that. Yeah. Because you don't think about it. Because it was the same fucking guys. Yeah. It's just every year is a little different. Yeah, it's stupid. And speaking of stupid, <clears throat> so the other uh, Taylor gets brought in lefty to pitch to Rosario. Um, so at this point, Dansby didn't homer off the star Garcia. He homered off what, Valdez? Um, Javier. Javier, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Javier. <clears throat> yeah. And so this is the thing that killed the Astros all series is that their starters were just okay. They're great. They're, it's a good rotation for the regular season to complement that offense. Not a great postseason rotation. And then they had no bridge to the good arms that they had in their bullpen. Yeah, there's, I mean, it, it's like if your starter doesn't go six, you're fucked, yeah. basically. Like, and that, you fucked. Know, and, and they were talking about it in, uh, on the broadcast last night. Like 63% of the games this, this entire postseason the starting pitcher didn't get out of the fourth inning. Yeah. Which is way higher than it's ever been. I think the other, the highest it had been before was 55. But if you look back to like even five or 10 years ago, it's like 20% of the starts finished no, that way. Yeah. And, like that. and that's crazy. Like you think about recent World Series winners like the Royals, where it's like, yeah, they won because of their bullpen. Yeah. They still, <clears throat> ma- their starters all went five, five or six. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they had to. Yep. Well, here's, here's where it gets stupid. So you bring in Taylor, the lefty, to pitch to, um, to Rosario, that's fine. He grounds out to the pitcher, but then you do a um, <clears throat> an unintentional intentional walk. It seemed like to Soler. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're a fucking lefty throwing low nineties, you don't really want to come in on Soler because who knows what will happen, right? But you've got Freddie Freeman behind him. I mean, I know they were out of options at that point, but I honestly, I take my chances with Soler. Right, he, he's. He's the kind of guy that swings really hard. So if you can cut good breaking balls in on him, they throw him four straight fastballs out of the zone. Do you it think, was an intentional walk. Do you think there's ever, um, I guess, a, uh, a thought when they, you know, because like obviously it's even in the dugout now, they're like hyper analytically minded. Mm. They've got fucking <clears throat> iPads in there with every number you can imagine on it. I mean, is there any thought to the fact that like, okay, like this, this guy hit a home run last time. So. He's probably not going to do something this time. Just right, by yeah. like, just lightning doesn't strike like that often. No, especially if you throw him breaking pitches low. I mean, if you if you if you walk him throwing breaking pitches low that start in the zone, at least there's some chance he's going to swing. But these pitches mm-hmm. were all fastballs and off the plate. Yeah, like they weren't even. I mean, one of them, one of them, I think the last one was actually a strike, to be honest. But uh, the, the other pit, and I don't think he threw a strike on purpose either. I think he no. accidentally threw one, which was kind of beltish high, a little bit over the belt high, which is dangerous. But then Freeman comes up, and it's Freeman. He doesn't give a fuck if you're left-handed or not. Uh, he hit the ball very hard. 
almost hit a home run there. I mean, that one was yeah. close. He he missed. He got it a little bit on the label right there. If he had if he had been a, a split second quicker, that would have been his first of two home runs right. in, in the day. Well, and then by the way, so someone was saying. I think in the post game, Harold Reynolds was like, "That ball should have been caught." I don't agree with that in that stadium. And I think that's actually, I think that kind of like weirdness of that stadium kind of kind of fucked over the Astros there. Well, who was playing center field last night? Siri. So they had a good defender. Mm, yeah. In. Maybe he should have caught it. But when, you, when the ball hit the wall, both guys had their backs to the infield, right? Right. And they knew it was hitting the wall, so they ran out of room. Anyways, after that, Solaire scored just there, and it's 6-0. This game is over at this point, right? Uh, real quick before we uh, continue just filleting our favorite baseball team, uh, let's get into some ads. And uh, first one is, you know, pretty uh, pretty apt for this show since it's uh, about sports and we're talking about, you know, gambling and shit like that. Uh, without a proven betting platform, it may feel like the house always wins. But with my bookies, double deposit bonus, you start with a leg up. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to sign up now. Claim your first deposit bonus with MyBookie and use the extra funds to find your edge. This weekend, lay the points with Arizona as they continue streaking in San Francisco. And with two top 10 offenses in the Titans and Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night, you can safely Hulk, sm- Hulk smash that over at MyBookie. Don't just take my word for it, by the way. Head to MyBookie.com now. Uh, and sign up using the promo code Drinking Bros to get your money doubled and start winning today. And remember, good friends don't let friends win alone. So uh, have your bundles, you or have your buddies. Sorry, uh, use your referral link. You can get that um, through your MyBookie account when you join to receive an additional two hundred and fifty percent bonus on their first deposit. So if they put in a hundred dollars, you get two hundred and fifty dollars. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at mybookie.com. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Next up, we have Ghostbed. Uh, they are like our flagship advertiser just across the company in general because they're our bros, and, and uh, we love them. We've met them before. They make the best beds in the world. Uh, we have one in the studio. Most of the people who work here sleep on one. And right now, Ghostbed is running two awesome deals, uh, both of which kind of will fit whatever you need. I, I, I'm pretty positive. The first one, this is the bigger discount, um, is they're doing a bundle deal. So what you do is you start out with a mattress and an adjustable base. And they've got a couple different types of mattresses. And then you build it from there. Uh, sheets, pillows, uh, mattress topper. If you need another mattress, like say, so I'm moving into a new house in a couple months. And uh, I got to fill up a couple bedrooms with with mattresses. So if you got to do something like that, or you just want to replace all your fucking mattresses um, with better mattresses, uh, yeah, you can do more more than one mattress at the same time. Um, so however you want to make that bundle, it just has to start with one mattress and an adjustable base. If you do that, you go to uh, you'll get forty percent off, and that's at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. The other uh, deal you can do if you want to shop a little more a la carte. You don't need necessarily a mattress and a base combined. Uh, again, you go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and you'll get 30% off if you use the promo code drinking bros and that'll be on any anything. It could just be one item if you just want a, a freaking pillow or if you want like you just don't need a base, like maybe you already have a bed frame, but you want a mattress and sheets and a pillow or two mattresses or whatever. Uh, that'll get you 30% off the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros these mattresses are awesome you can finance them it's like 35 dollars a month zero percent down zero uh zero or zero down zero percent financing um you don't need great credit to get them 
Uh, what else? Oh, they're made in America. Uh, twenty year warranty. You can try it one hundred one nights for free. Ghost bed. It's just the best deal you're gonna get anywhere on a mattress. I highly recommend purchasing these things. Ghost bed. All right, let's get back in. Let's keep blowing the Braves. And what uh, what inning is this again? That's the uh, the uh, top of the fifth. Okay, so at this point, by the way, we're texting each other still, and and I was texting my brother too, who's a Braves fan, and I was like, leaving Freed, let him cruise, let him yeah, cruise. Yeah. Don't yeah. like, don't overthink it. Like I know you, I know you want to go to your bullpen and like Jackson and and Min, maybe Minter too, and all of them. Use all of them just to cover your bases. But like, no, like Freed is fucking cruising. Let him cruise. Yeah, there's so uh, the hot hand theory in basketball is not real. The uh, just because you're hot doesn't necessarily have a huge statistical influence on you making your next shot. Mm-hmm. But in if you're uh, a relief pitcher or a pitcher in general, if you're a pitcher in general and you've got good command especially if you're a relief pitcher or a hockey goalie or something like that. If you're hot, you're hot. Do not fuck with it. Right. Let the guy pitch until there's an obvious sign that he needs to come out, especially since it's, if, if it works, it's the last game of the year. For him, for Max, it's the last game of the year no matter what. Right. So use in the way you got it. Uh, Matton, 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 I don't know how you say his name. <laughs> he comes in for the Astros, and damn, I would love to have him on the Braves, yeah. to be honest. That dude is fucking uh, legit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't miss much. Um, but Freed goes back out in the fifth, uh, strikes out. Tucker and Bregman's here, he flies out. Yeah. And so this, by the way, is a, we were talking about this too, a bit of curious managing um, by Dusty because, like I said, there's no bridge, right, to mm-hmm. the good part of their bullpen. But when the Braves go up 3 nothing, fuck whatever bridge you have. You might need to start sending in Matten in the fourth. He probably should have come in first, to right? Be like you need to take, yeah. So the Braves took the air out of the stadium, probably a lot of air out of your dugout. <laughs> yeah, you need to shut it down. You need to shut all everything needs to get shut down right there. Yeah. I need to look into this um, through the data, but just anecdotally from what I remember, it seems like the teams or and the games in which teams opted to go with one of their shittier relievers first worked out better than. And having the close or the the closeout guy come in as early as possible, yeah, and set the tone and stop the bleeding and then and move right. on. I feel like that worked better. We'll see. I'm sure this is going to happen again, fucking next year. Um, top of the six, the Braves come out. Duvall starts out with a, a single, and then Albie singled, and then Darno struck out. He looked like a fool in that bat. He looked <laughs> terrible. That's one of the worst at bats I've seen him have. He's had a weird postseason. Yeah, Dansby hit the ball pretty well, uh, but ground ground ball. Uh, he just saw sliders from then on out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, get to the bottom of the six. Freed's back in. Uh, struck out Maldonado. There was an infield single by Brantley. Again, uh, again this we were texting each other the time. It's Fucking like 50 exit velo, I think, dude. was his average on, on batted balls or on the three hits that he had given up, including the line drive by Maldonado. Still, the exit velo was like 50 miles per it's hour. Fucking stupid. Yeah. And in. One thing, too, throughout, I think in his last, his two starts against the Dodgers and Astros where he put up shitty surface numbers mm. or whatever, uh, the batting average on balls in play against him was like 350. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which it was, is, it was 358 or some shit. Wasn't yeah, it? I mean, it was crazy. Was super high. Uh, Freed comes back out for the six, though. Uh, he, a runner gets on, Brantley gets on, and you're like, all right, this is the moment where if Freed's going to lose it, it'll happen right here. Mm-hmm. And he throws a fucking slider. Uh, to Carlos Correa with uh, with one strike that made him look like a fucking goober, dude. It felt like uh, Correa had a foot out the door. Or uh, uh, he he took that pitch on uh, for the fifth pitch of that at bat, and but he was like 
that slider broke so hard. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, how did he take that? I think he was looking fastball and just got frozen. And if he had a bit of strike, he would have been done. Yeah. Because the next pitch was not even a great fastball. It was 94 high and away. And he swung right through it way late, by the way. He yeah. was definitely looking for that slider on that pitch. Darno misses the goddamn ball. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here well, we go. Well, that wasn't where the pitch was supposed to go. No, of course not. Right. No, but it worked out that way. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Atlanta, for those of you who haven't seen our um, Houston for those of you who haven't seen a whole lot of games there over the last 90 years it's been there, isn't quite like Atlanta. With the Atlanta's backstop is like five feet away. It's really close, and yeah. And it's brick, hard brick yeah. with no seams on it. So the ball just goes back there, bounces, and comes right back to the catcher. Uh, they got, we got a lucky bounce there. Yeah. Darno, it came right back to him. He throws him out. And after that, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see. I was really curious to see what... Um, to see what Snitker would do because Bobby Cox would have put Luke Jackson at this point. <laughs> Honestly, he would have. He would have put Luke Jackson in. He was very uh, dogmatic with his, this is my seventh inning guy, this is my eighth yeah. inning guy. Yeah. Uh, luckily, that wasn't the case, but before we get to that, uh, top of the seventh inning, <clears throat> Stanek comes out for Houston. He's been pretty decent too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a little bit of, he got roughed up maybe in one game, but he's looked pretty good in the first two uh, play Rosario. He struck out swinging on a changeup. It was a fucking good changeup. Yeah. Dude. Holy shit. I can't believe he even threw that pitch. Uh, it was, it was, uh, or I'm sorry, it was a splitter, not a changeup. It was pretty. It was a nice one. Solaire grounds out to third. And you're like, all right, this is going to be a quick Wait, that Wasn't that the one he smoked that Bregman made an incredible play on? Yeah. Bre- Bregman made probably the defensive play of the series, right? There. That was, yeah, that was not, ridiculous. Not, it didn't matter at all, but that was a fucking good play. Yeah. Uh, then Freeman comes up. And you know, just annihilates a slider away. In, in and I, I wonder if a lot of Astros fans, they probably don't watch the Braves very often because mm-hmm. this was a classic <clears throat> Freddie Freeman swing. And if you don't watch Freddie Freeman very often, yep. you don't understand how that ball went out on that swing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's always just like this, like hack. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem right well i mean he's it looks like he should have hit that off the label and it breaks his bat right but he's trying to do that he's actually caught it on the barrel and it went 420 feet i mean so, it was pretty much dead center yeah he hit that ball hard uh and then in the bottom of the seventh we what i, I to be honest i thought Freed might go back out just because he had been dealing so so well right but um I'm not gonna complain about putting tyler Matzik in no i mean if you bring him in at any point in the game it's probably a success yeah and uh, after what a base hit, I was actually putting the baby to sleep. At yeah, this he gives up a, a leadoff single to um, to Alvarez on. I mean, it was a good pitch. He was throwing. He had a very live fastball, but he threw him four straight. Yeah, all on the same like within one or two miles per hour of one another. He just can't do that to major league hitters. No, and certainly um, not. I know he was ice cold during the series, but it's still fucking yard on Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez had a lot of trouble with the low and away fastball from lefties throughout the entire playoffs. The Braves team, their analytics team, or whomever figured that out, and that's what he saw anytime he came up against a lefty was low and away fastballs. He just got a little out over the plate, and he he hit a pretty decent line drive to left, left, center. But then, you know, without a whole lot of effort, Guriel Tucker were out. Tucker hit the ball hard, yeah, but you know, not a lot of pitches. Guriel flied out. Bregman struck out. He looked like a like an asshole in that one, dude. Bregman. A lot of the Astros fans are like, he has to be hurt. Something weird with him. He doesn't look like he's seeing the ball that well. Yeah. He had a bad playoffs. Not just a bad World yeah. Series. Like his, he was pretty much ice cold the entire time. And I, and, um, I don't know. He kind of gets a, 
a bad rap on defense. I don't know if it's earned or not, but like the Astros fans too were complaining. Like he's not good defensively anymore. I don't know if he's hurt or whatever, but he like he can't. He's not hitting. I don't know. He looked pretty damn good defensively on in the, this World Series. Yeah, in I, the entire World Series, he made a lot of good. Plays. I was surprised to hear that complaint about about Bregman. Well, maybe I don't know. I mean, it's they watch him more, so maybe they pick up on shit. Yeah. Uh, Braves come out in the in the top of the ninth or top of the eighth. Uh, Presley's out there. You're not gonna get a hit off him. I mean, look, he's honestly he, he's gonna be somebody's closer next year, probably. Right. If he's if he's not under contract with Houston still, maybe but he's their closer. Here's the fucking crazy thing, and here's what I'm talking about with, with Baker's management. Okay, it's the game's late, you're down mm. seven to nothing now, and now you're bringing in your elite bullpen pitchers yeah. Uh, yeah, to keep the score at what, seven to nothing? To like it's uh, honestly, I would have let uh, Madden or Matone, however you say his name, start this game probably. Yeah. And then bring in your fucking, what would be effectively a long reliever in, in most cases, but whoever, whoever your starter was going to be, and let him try to steal two or three innings out of that, and then immediately bring in Presley, right? Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't, if you're going to play the game that way, if, you're, if you've got such a short leash on your starter, why put him in the highest leverage innings? It doesn't make fucking sense to do that. And then I'm, I'm blanking on the dude. Who is the second guy? The guy who Dansby homered off of? Uh, Javier. That guy shouldn't be seeing the fucking mound. No, no. That guy's no. gotten rocked this yeah, year. Every, he, he's got like a fucking 12 ERA, I think, in the postseason it's, or some shit like that. Yeah. Like he's, that, uh, he's there Luke Jackson, I guess. Yeah, right. I mean, like, I know, you know, whatever. Like, I'm sure, I think he had decent regular season numbers or whatever, but like, you just can't. You can't put. He wasn't succeeding in the relief appearances he had against the Braves. Yeah, like he was getting what he was the guy. Was he the guy who gave the back-to-back home runs to Soler so, and, yeah. and Dansby? Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, like it just he if 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 Snitker had done that, I would have lost my fucking mind. And this is a complaint that people have about Dust, Dusty Baker because Dusty Baker is very much of the uh, Snitker Bobby Cox sort of breed, mm. right? He's much more of a quote-unquote old-school yeah, yeah. guy. Um, he wasn't aggressive enough with his pitching. In, no, in- he wasn't, for sure. I mean, he didn't have a lot of options, I guess, but he, I, I felt like he made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um, so bottom of the eighth, the Astros are back up. Uh, I didn't know what I thought was going to happen here, but it, I mean, obviously Matic was going to be So this, I, I was going to say, I would just complain about Dusty. I was very happy to see Snitker leave Matic in there. I thought that was a great move. Yeah, it's the last game of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's been your hottest dude. Leave him in there. Uh, Duvall moves over to right. Heredia goes to center. Oh, that, uh, that was one bad move, though. Because oh. you remember that Peterson yeah. line out that he caught? Yeah. In the set? I mean, I, at, at that point, so I was putting the baby down, so I didn't see that play live. I caught it later. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you're up 7 nothing. Like, you can make the defensive switch now. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, and to be honest, even Heredia isn't Pache on this no, he's roster. not on this oh, roster. They make the roster okay. Yeah, uh, Heredia is your best option. Then, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they could have made that move an inning earlier, I guess, yeah. but it all worked out fine. I mean, Matzik comes in and strikes out the fucking side, and nobody even came close. I mean, he just, to putting the ball in play right there. He just fucked those dudes yeah. up. And we're talking about fucking uh, three pretty good hitters, including Jose Altuve, who at no point in that at bat did I feel like he was going to make contact. And it's Jose Altuve. Hopeless. Like, he's been a little cold lately, but he's an aggressive hitter that makes a lot of contact. Yeah. And at no point did I think he was making contact there, which is pretty surprising. Wasn't it bizarre, this whole series, how, like, I remember watching the Dodgers series in particular, and there's just, 
even though they weren't quite what they were in previous years lineup wise, especially because Muncie was injured. Mm. I just never felt sa- every hitter never felt safe. Even Bellinger, who was cold as shit. I mean, he actually had a good series, but like, yeah. Until you got to like the, their literal eighth hitter, and even then, a lot of times, never felt safe. Every hitter, every fucking inning with these mm-hmm. Astros. I don't know if I was just more serene because like we're in, I was in, we're in the World Series. Fuck it, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, I never had that same level of stress, which is crazy because it might it's a better lineup than the Dodgers put out there. Yeah, I mean, only when. Uh... When Luke Jackson is pitching anytime, or the first one to two batters for Will Smith, yeah, I'm always like, "Fucking this guy, this <laughs> asshole," and that's what happens. So in the top of the ninth, the Braves don't do anything. Uh, hit the ball. Swanson hit the ball hard, lined out shortstop, mm-hmm. uh, but Rosario and 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 uh, grounded out weakly to first. Dardo popped up. Um, bottom of the ninth inning, Will Smith's out there. He's their closer. Uh, first. First batter up is Brantley, lefty, lefty, but Brantley doesn't give a fuck about that shit. No, nope, that doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Will Smith leads, does what he does very routinely, which is leave a fastball a little up when he's trying to go low down uh, down and uh, in. Uh, also, lefty. also what he routinely does, which is go to a fucking full count on like every yeah, go to a full count and, and let the first run a batter reach. Yeah, based. God damn it, dude! Every single fucking every time. goddamn. I texted you. I'm like one more Will Smith experience. Yeah. Big year. Correa fucking hits the ball hard, man. I mean, he hit the ball hard, lined out to right. Uh, but then Alvarez, he missed that. But that ball was, he was jammed and it was uh, off the label. Like he didn't hit that ball well. It went, it went a good ways relative to the outfield mm-hmm. ball, but that ball is only like 305 feet away right, or some yeah. shit. Uh, and then Guriel grounds out to shortstop. Dansby looked to throw the short way to second. I'm yeah. like, just throw the fucking ball at first base. <laughs> right. It's Gurriel. He doesn't. He doesn't run well. Yeah. So and he knew that. I think he knew. It. He like motioned towards second, like he was going to do it. He was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And he just like kind of threw it over to first, and that was your ball game. Uh, I don't. There's something weird about the way Freddie Freeman celebrates. <laughs> it's like he just got electrocuted because his yeah. entire body just locks up, up in the air like this. Like his back. It's. Uh, it looks like he's his back is hurt when he fucking yeah. celebrates. I mean, so people don't realize this because he's actually. He's kind of had like that Tom Brady money glow up, you know mm. what I mean? Where he's got, you know, if you can find a picture of uh, rookie Freddie Freeman, he's a deeply awkward man. Yeah, he looks weird. Yeah, like he sure. grew up, especially like he wasn't that like a good-looking millionaire athlete. His whole life. you kind of like get that impression because he is that now. But man, like early, like this is what Freddie Freeman looked like most of his life. If we can just get, yeah, yeah, you put that one up there. Oof. I mean, that's Freddie. Yeah, it doesn't look great. <laughs> I mean, look at his... He's 6'5". He's got big fucking giant mitts. Uh, he, looks like he, he, he looks like he went to bed 5'5 five five and woke up 6'5". He five. looks like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Like yeah. He's like strangling rabbits out in the garage <laughs> or some shit. Uh, but he could sure as hell hit a baseball, and he did, he did last night. Yeah. Um, and that was it. Uh, uh, you know... It's really we were talking earlier today about dynasties and stuff. It's interesting that this Braves team, who even when they made the playoffs last year, we all kind of animated that we thought they were kind of a year ahead of schedule, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they they should have made a deep run this year with the proper team, uh, and they didn't have the proper team. But I think there was something about the composition of the of the organization itself that pushed them towards this stuff. It'll be really interesting to see what happens next year when people are healthy. 
uh, if the lessons learned are carried over or if they're forgotten about because now we've got a full squad. Teams, right. teams make those mistakes quite a bit, and it's extremely hard to repeat in any major sport, but especially in baseball and football. Like, you just don't see... Right. Like, how many... Basketball has three beats all the time. Shit. Like, I say all the time like that, but it's happened a bunch. There's... A, yeah. Well, back-to-back winners have happened a lot. A shit ton like of back-to-back the fucking, winners. The Lakers have gone uh, back-to-back and three-peat twice in the last 30 years. Rockets went back-to-back. The, the Bulls, if you go back to 91, uh, had two three-peats. I mean, what the fuck, man? The, the Warriors have won two in a row. There have been a lot of back-to-back winners. Right. Uh, so, but football, you don't ever see that. Rarely, rarely. Do I think you see the that. Pats were the last one, yeah. And then before that, the Broncos, and then before that, it was well. They, there was before like, that, it was like the fucking the Cowboys. Cowboys did have one, but it was like maybe one a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, I don't think there. Did the, they, did there hasn't been went back to back in the eighties. The Niners, probably, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you would think they I mean, they won four, but were any of them back to back years? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, um, <clears throat> you definitely don't see it much in baseball. Um, the Yankees have done it, and and other than them, the last team, or the last National League team was the fucking Reds, right. like we said before. And I think, oh, so the Yankees, yeah, so the Blue Jays randomly did it in the early in 92 90s. and 3, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but that was, the Phillies were better than the Blue Jays. They just were a bunch of knuckleheads. That, uh, Lenny Dykstra was one of their team leaders, if that tells you anything. Yeah, it's not, not uh, ideal. No. Uh, it was fun. Uh, this this baseball season. It was fun. Uh, you know, we all lost hope when Acuna went down, and I hope for his sake that they get back sometime in the next year or two and, and win another one because you don't want him to feel like the guy that was... You don't want him to be that the, your franchise player like right. that never won. Right. The one year you guys won. I mean, he, look, he fucking, you know. I know he didn't play in the World Series. I know he didn't play the second half of the season, but the Braves probably aren't buyers if he doesn't have the first half that he had yeah because he at the he only played half a season and he's the braves number three player and wins above replacement yeah like he he did about as much as anyone any baseball player could do to keep a team afloat for the first half because riley and freeman had great years but that was almost all accumulated in the second half yeah like they were kind of uh struggling in the first half it, it really acuna kept the team alive and then he went down, and Anthopolis, who, by the way, couldn't be there because he had COVID. Yeah. Um, which sucks for it's him. really fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Like, he's... Some, some, there's a lot of general... Like, Billy Bean doesn't even go to the games. Right. You know what I mean? That's not, that wasn't just for the movie. He literally doesn't go to games. He doesn't watch them on TV. He just does his work and then goes home, I guess. Yeah. It's too much stress for him. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, but yeah, he's... This will be... Um, this offseason is going to be really interesting to see who they keep. It'll be interesting to see if Soroka is able to get healthy again mm-hmm. and start playing baseball. I mean, I've never seen a fucking pitcher lose two years because of a leg injury. Well, he, lo- he re-tore it. Yeah. Which is fucking fu- crazy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see where a lot of these free agents go. Like Mike, Max Scherzer is a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. Max Scherzer, Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman. Uh, I mean, Freeman's going to stay with the Braves. I would, you would I, think so, yeah. I mean, I, the, to be honest, the only free agents I see the Braves going after are their own and maybe some pitchers. So that's going to be my next question. What offseason moves do you want to see the Braves make? They've already re-signed Morton. Yeah. So presumably, bare minimum, they're going to run out Freed, Morton, Anderson, and Noah. Yeah. 
And then I, I don't know about Anoa. We'll see if he bounces back. This yeah. is going to be his sophomore season, and that's a problem for a lot of pitchers. Uh, he, he had limited time, but he didn't really seem to bounce back after he came back. Maybe he was out of rhythm. Maybe yeah. he still hurt. Who knows? Because he was dealing when he decided to randomly punch a bench <clears throat> or some yeah. dumb shit. Yeah, uh, Corey Seager's out there. Uh, but yeah, Seager is going to be a, a massive. Yeah, uh, people are going to chase that dude for the Braves. I got to or for the yeah for the Braves. I got I got to think that um, some of these big name starting pitchers are probably. I mean, how much does Max Scherzer care about money at this point, and how much does he want to get another chip? I don't know. I and one thing I've see, heard a lot of is uh, he's strongly considering finishing out his career at home. With the, with, with, no, with the Cardinals. Oh, really? He's from St. Louis. Oh, that's right, yeah. So Maybe. I mean, that would be interesting. That would be a good division for him to pitch in. Um, I could see him. I guess I could. I, I don't see him going to New York. No, he doesn't want to do Maybe Boston, but not New York. I think he liked L.A. I think he would go back. Yeah, he might go back to L.A., and they've certainly got the money for it. Uh, who else we got out here? Robbie Ray from Toronto is a free agent now. He's eligible for a qualifying offer, but... He I mean, is... Maybe the Cy Young front runner in the probably, which AL. means he's going to get some. He's probably going to try to leverage some big offers f- uh, to get Toronto to pay him more, so he can stay in Toronto. That'd be my guess. Yeah, right. Uh, which is fine. Uh, you know, good good for him. He's he's certainly had the year for it. Kevin Gossman is uh, is a free agent. Interesting that he's on the end of that, and he's yeah. uh, not going to win it, but he's he's going to get Cy Young votes. He'll get Cy Young votes. Uh, he's. Uh, the Giants paid him like $19 million this year. So he's probably looking at somewhere in the high 20s, low 30s, I would guess, for yeah. a three-year deal. He's 31 years old. The Braves aren't going to be in on that at all. No. I mean, um, they would love to have him back. Yeah. Uh, Kimbrell's a free agent, I believe. Kimbrell's a free agent. Marcus Stroman, if you're looking. I mean, look, starting pitching isn't really the issue, I don't think. For Atlanta? Yeah. No, I mean, we need to. And it, so if Soroka is able to come back, we they, they don't necessarily. I mean, you want depth, of course, right. but. Then you then you add depth. You don't need. I mean, yeah. you don't necessarily need to break the bank on that. No. If it were me, the number one priority, aside from um, just bringing back as much of those outfield acquisitions as you can, mm-hmm. is uh, just take your bullpen from uh, great to fucking obscene. Well, I would get it. I would take it from good. It was only good. Yeah, two guys were great. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, I, I would try to get Kimbrell in there, and I would make him the closer. Um, and have once you have Kimbrell, uh, it would be relatively easy to find another uh, pretty good right-handed reliever. And if that, and when when that's the case, you can you can use Mentor during the regular season and and deal with his hiccups. And if when you get to the postseason, if he's hot, let him pitch. If he's not, you still got Matzik and Will Smith. You right. know what I mean? I mean, you're in a really good position at that point to turn nine inning games into six inning games. Right. So, you know, with the way things are going these days, with fewer and fewer, fewer pitchers, pitchers even making it that far, you put extreme pressure on the other team when you're able to do that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm also curious to see what um, <clears throat> is going to happen with uh, Anthony Rizzo as a free agent mm-hmm. after a half year. Not Cr- even a half year Chris rental. Bryant, free agent as Chris well. Chris Bryant's a free agent and a half year rental. Uh, uh, Chris Taylor from the Dodgers is also a yeah. free agent. He's going to get overpaid somewhere for sure, right? 100%. Uh, which is... He, fe- he feels is. like someone you would see, like, I don't know, like the Mariners give a bunch of yeah. money to to make their fans, like, yeah. believe, but it's just not a big enough piece to push anyone over the yeah, yeah. Uh, edge. Cindergaard, 
free agent, uh, eligible for qualifying offer, but free agent. Verlander, free agent. I don't know what he's going to do. So I was going to ask, ask you about that with the Verlander thing is where, where does Houston go from here? Because I don't know necessarily that like they're on the back end of that kind of golden age that they've been in, but it's not yeah. over. I mean, if they've got the money this year, they should definitely keep Correa and look for another starting pitcher and hope that Verlander works out. And if not, you probably start trading pieces away. Yeah. Like if your pitching staff doesn't work out early in the season next year, you pro- probably start. You probably try to trade that Correa contract and maybe see what you can get out of some guys that you still have in arbitration like Tucker and stuff like that mm-hmm. to start a soft rebuild. Um, I, I don't know about Grinky or what his contract's like. I think he's got one more year. He said he's leaving. Mm. No, this was. I think he's a free agent. He said he wants to play for a National League team, which I hate to break it to him, but he's not going to get to bat. Yeah. Is that what he wanted, <laughs> just to hit? He's fucking cares he's fucking autistic dude that's all he wants yeah to do he is hit. a weirdo yeah uh maybe he'll come back as a hitter like uh rick Anke or some he, shit he would love that well he, he can't <laughs> he's not <laughs> right. good enough at hitting to do it uh a lot of uh let's see i'm looking at some of the other free agents uh posey's got a club option he had a five war this year he's, he's not, not going, going anywhere yeah they, i mean they're definitely picking up that option also for posey i don't know if this if he would if this would play into his considerations or not, but if he spends his whole time with one team, that increases his Hall of Fame chances. Yeah, that's true, uh, for sure. And look, he he's as a catcher with the numbers he's put up and having three chips. I think he is a Hall of Fame, probably a Hall of MVP Fame as well. Yeah, and an MVP. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing to see will be if uh, Pools goes back to the Cardinals, and since they have a DH now, uh, and and finish out his career in one last season with the Cardinals, maybe splitting time between pinch hitting and DHing. I would love to see him get to 700 home runs in a Cardinals uniform. Yeah, yeah, that'd be neat for the fan base. And look, it's a DH, so uh, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, as far as other relief pitchers that are out there, there's it's a big list, but uh, like Razo Iglesias from uh, the Angels, mm-hmm. are they gonna? Tried. I don't know what the fuck the Angels do, to be honest. It's, it's ironic that they're named Angels because they're <laughs> yeah. perpetually in purgatory. Yeah. Like, Kenley Jansen is a free agent. Pass. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he, he's, he seems to have gotten better as he's gotten older, but there's, there's going to be a point where that breaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know that the, the money is worth what you – like, past performance certainly isn't predictive of future performance at, once you're getting to his age. And yeah. He's had weird health problems, like with his heart and – he had to kind of redo his repertoire, which seems to be, have been successful, but it's just a lot of, for the price, a lot of question marks. Yeah, I think you're better off going with uh, actually a, a buddy of ours, somebody like uh, uh, fucking, well, I mean, look, Kimbrell's is a club option, mm-hmm. but I, the, do the, are the White Sox in that market going to be able to carry two, two relief pitchers making that amount of money? Because remember, the Chicago paid most of his salary last right. year, or the Cubs did, rather. Right. So I don't know if that's going to work out for him. And also, does Kimbrell want to not be a closer? Because Liam Hendricks stayed the closer. Yeah, he did, yeah. So You would think Kimbrell, who's only been a closer in the major leagues, wants to be that. He's probably going to go to – I mean, honestly, I expect him to go to the Braves. I I, I think he will. I think Atlanta would be dumb to not go after him. The only problem is (laughs) he doesn't apparently pitch very well outside the ninth inning. Because he didn't do that well with the White Sox. No, he didn't. I mean, look, you don't. But that's who he is. You don't. You want him for that, so right. let him be that. Uh, there's other options out there. Joe Kelly's a club option for the Dodgers. He's like a Draymond Green type. If you have to play against him, you fucking hate him. But right. he gets a lot of really important outs. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, got hurt this year. Archie Bradley from Philly is another guy 
that's out there that you'll be able to get for like seven, eight million dollars for the year, which is for a guy that can function temporarily in the setup role if he if he needs to be. Like you can plug him in six, seven, eight, right. more or less, uh, and and you know get pretty decent results. There's a lot of good bargains out there. Hopefully they make. Hopefully Luke Jackson goes away. <laughs> I just want him gone. I don't care where the fuck he goes, if it's on Earth or not. I just don't want him on this team anymore. It's I'm tired of that. Bullshit. Rough. He seems like a sweet guy, but yeah, man. And it's the Braves too. So, man, you don't know what they're fucking coming up with out of the out of the uh, the farm system there. They've always got some bullshit going on. So I think. They'll be relatively free to spend. Oh, there's one funny story I want to tell you really quick before we get off. Uh, I think they'll be free to spend um, because, like, Liberty and the Braves realize, um, I I forget what the number was, but the amount of money they take in at the battery when there's (laughs) extra games, or at every game, but especially these games, it's obscene. And that pretty much all, that goes right into the Braves' pocket. I don't know if you saw it, but if you've never been to a Vegas Golden Knights hockey game or an event, a, a sporting event of some sort at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, uh, the plaza area outside on a big event, like when the Vegas Golden Knights are in the playoffs or something like that, there's 30, 30 to 50,000 right. people outside there, and the battery's the same. I didn't know it was like that, but they started showing these outdoor shots during game, during game four and five. Holy shit, there's more people out of the stadium than there is inside. Yeah. Like, they're making tons of fucking money out there. So, yeah, obviously. They want to fucking. They want to make money. Well, that's all the teams are doing that now. They're building the quote unquote yeah. mall mall parks. Yeah, like fucking Texas Live. It's yeah, dope as shit. If you've never been to games at at the Ranger Stadium or at Cowboy Stadium and going gone to Texas Live and eating barbecue right afterwards, it's good. That's legit. Yeah. So Terry McGurk is uh, the chairman of uh, the Braves, um, and uh, Jock Peterson apparently ran up to him right after the World Series after they won it, and was like, we're going to fucking Augusta, bro! We're fucking going! Because he's a member at, a, at a Augusta, because he's a white man in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess he, he promised the Braves, he's like, if you all win the World Series, I, I should be able to get everyone tea times. So there's just going to be a Brave, all, the team's just going to go wow. take over the course for a day, apparently. Wow. Is, uh, this is a bunch of uh, uh, Latinx and white trash dudes showing up to Augusta, <laughs> yeah. basically. You know what I mean? Getting shit faced. Yeah. Like you're, you're gonna find like Jock Peterson passed out on a green with a half-eaten pimento cheese sandwich. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, look, good for them. Good for them. I'm glad that things worked out the way it did. Hopefully, uh, you know, Soroka and Acuna, who are both big parts of the team and big parts of the future of the franchise, come back healthy. And, it sucks they didn't get to be on the field for that. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. both there. Yeah. They, they both, so they both got to be there. Yes, I, yeah, they were there, but I mean, it's not the same. Obviously, yeah. as being in uniform. Uh, anything else? That's all I got, man. I just can't fucking believe. Uh, I can't fucking believe they pulled it off. Yeah, it was great. Uh, uh, and like you said uh, before the show, kind of effort easily. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Milwaukee gave him, I guess. Well, not not really any trouble. They only scored fucking six runs in four games. And to be honest, if the Braves hadn't made some stupid mistakes, uh, either from the management level or on, on the field, both of these series should have been five-game series. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like the, Ash, the Dodgers should have been over in five for sure. And this, I'm pretty sure that this game should have been, or this series, the World Series should have been over in five. If it, if it wasn't for the blown Luke Jackson game three, the Dodgers could have been a sweep. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been a sweep. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, they... You could you could say maybe it's just one of those years where they were able to plow through, but fuck, man, I, they dominated. Yeah, teams that 
the Dodgers or the the Astros, it's not like they limped in. They lit the fucking Red Sox on fire. Yeah. They scored a shit ton of runs and all of a sudden And after that's after beating the shit out of the White Sox, yeah. who we thought were was yeah. probably gonna win the AL. Yeah. Like fucking murdered the White Sox. Yeah. So you can say what you want about the Dodgers having a cold streak with Muncie being out and then uh 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 Trey Turner not doing all that hot. Uh, and some the pitching didn't work out the way they wanted to, but they were still pretty competitive. But the Braves blew through both of these teams. Yeah, especially the Astros. Like they, considering how hot the Astros' offense was coming in, they lit their ass up. It's crazy. Yeah. Two home runs. Yeah, all series for the Astros. Both the same guy too. From Altuve. Yeah, that's fucking insane. And the one thing I'll say, I'll, I'll end on this. It's weird to say. It's fucked up to say. Blowing that three-one lead last year might have been the best thing that happened to this team. Yeah. Because they learned how important it was to finish your kill. Yeah, keep your fucking foot on the gas. And what did they do this year? They, they went 5-0 and after losses in the playoffs. Yeah. They, didn't lose, they didn't lose two games in a row once throughout the entire playoffs. <laughs> That's an important thing. During that season, I mean, obviously, you could probably figure this out statistically with the 73-win Warriors. Or, uh, yeah, uh, you could probably figure it out statistically. But they didn't lose back-to-back games once the entire season. Not now, to they the only, finals. They only lost nine times. But yeah. yeah. But they, they, they didn't lose back-to-back once, and that was kind of one of their things. Like, we're not going to That was their line in the sand. Right. Right? So as soon, it's like Ray Dalio's principle, hire slow, fire fast. Take your time getting, uh, uh, accepting something, but as soon as you realize it's not going to work, end it. It's kind of like that same principle, like what you were talking about, bringing in your best reliever first in the playoffs to stop the bleeding. Well, in an elimination game. Yeah, especially an elimination game, but just in general, just bring, if, if, you're in a, if you're in a game that you need to win, whether it's an elimination or any other game, that makes more sense to me because of momentum and to stop in the bleeding. People try to do it based on matchups and stuff like that, and I guess over 162 games that works, but not in seven. This is, I know that it's kind of dumb, and I guess it's kind of true of every playoffs, but they're like, the playoffs, a whole new season. Mm. It is literally almost a whole new sport in baseball yeah like it's not the fucking same and you can't apply those same like the shifts and all that stuff some it works out to some degree but i've seen there's so many so many chances or so many times the shift burned teams in this playoff yeah and i think you might see some adjustment on that next year yeah you need to see more i mean it just needs there needs to be a little more (laughs) intuition yeah put back into the game speaking of intuition uh this show is going to turn into a college basketball show now uh, which pre- is uh fun yes we do a preview show next early next week i yeah. believe college basketball season starts on tuesday next week right yeah i think so so we'll probably do college basketball show monday maybe tuesday well, morning. tuesday afternoon yeah, so tuesday, tuesday morning afternoon, yeah. something like that, yeah uh get that ready this is actually gonna it looks like it's gonna be a really fun college basketball season yeah uh we should probably go to some games in town because yeah. my pick is the longhorns to win it all maybe i thought the same thing i, I thought i i had baylor in my top five last year too before the season even started they just yeah. looked good they had that good no top. you picked baylor to win it all i did but they I, I mean they were like in my top five even before anything started it was like uh you know they had that good combination in college basketball of some really advanced level players not one and done guys but super good players but also some some history together as a team yeah that i think is a good success and texas has that this year too yep so by the gonna way, be interesting season uh, i just got breaking news on my apple watch mm. uh posey's retiring retiring so he's he'll probably be in the hall of fame yeah you'd think yeah suppose he's done he just had like twins last year or something they like adopted twins from somewhere and i think he just wants to be a family man now from somewhere you make it sound like he got aliens from the moon or some shit yeah um, I don't know. <clears throat> Freddie 
everybody else filed for free agency today. 160 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the process, right? Uh, hopefully they'll get him locked in. What, what's Freddie? 31? Yeah, like 31, 32. So he's looking at like a six-year deal probably. Something you like just that. sign him. You sign him till the end of his career. And look, a six-year deal, you're like, what, 38? Yeah, so he's 32. So like, what, till he's 38, 39? Look at that guy's swing and tell me you think he's going to de- deteriorate. Yeah, it's not about... Yeah, he, he, he whips the bat through the zone. Yeah. Those guys usually. I mean, Nelson Cruz is another one of those guys. He, yeah. Nelson Cruz is tall, so it looks like he has a long swing, but watch. Look at how, unless the ball's out over the plate, look at how close his hands are to his body when he hits inside fastballs out of the park. He's 42 years old. He's still doing it. There's yeah. a reason for that. It's not because he's a fucking superhuman freak or anything. He's actually gotten better with age because he's learned how to hit better. Yeah. And Freddie is a smart dude. He'll learn how to do that. He stays inside the ball. Yeah. That's why Jeter was able to play until he was 42. Well, he'll do, I imagine eventually Freddie will kind of take the chipper route where chipper, you know, only end of his career, he was only hitting like 10 to 15 home runs a year. Yeah. Still hitting 25 doubles. Yeah. uh, Still hitting high average. That's even better for for Freddie, to be honest, because he's so used to hitting in the two hole. Right. I mean, yeah, I definitely want want them to keep him around for the long haul. And we'll see. We'll see how baseball goes next year. But now it's time to get your buttholes ready for fucking college basketball. We'll see you. Uh, next week with that and tomorrow we'll see you with the fucking college football and uh, actually um, we have another college football show right after this oh sweet outside the top 25 outside. Yeah, yeah coming up right after this fucking show there you go those are the best betting deals so you want to pay attention to that one <laughs>